This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. The scouts will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how what goes on behind the scenes translates into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sport. Episode 28. Connoisseurs, welcome back to Connoisseurs of Sport. This is the Basketball GM. How's it going, guys? And girls, right? I'm here with you. Say what? Let's hope so. Yeah, everybody. You got some ladies, yeah. Yeah, everybody. I know we do. I know we do. Um, and that's the scout, of course. Scout, how you feeling? I don't know. You know, we just went through the All-Star Weekend festivities. Yeah, everybody, the All-Star game just finished, and we're recording. So Yes, and as, as everyone knows, I think they listen to us, I have um, been slowly coming to grips with this three-point shooting that's dominating the league. Oh, don't be so depressed, Scout. I'm so glum. Oh, no. I know. I never thought I'd use the word glum. But... <laughs> You know, it was, it, it was, let me just say this on an upbeat note. It was a one, it was a great weekend, especially Saturday night, right? Yeah, had, Saturday we, night was definitely great. We, yeah. had, we had the events. But I'm just, folks out there, connoisseurs out there, I am really in the midst of it here when it comes to accepting what the NBA is now. <laughs> are, you having, are you having a personal crisis? Yes, I am. And I'm going to work through it with you all. You have to help me. But we'll yes. get there. And everyone, the scout has on a t-shirt that says never. So, you know, I mean, look, I don't see the rest of it, scout. But we will, the rest of it, we're not going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> look, okay. With, okay. With the nihilism. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's talk about this all-star weekend. Now, mm-hmm. Friday, you had um, the Rising Stars Challenge, right? USA versus the world with Kevin Hart, who just can't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there was uh, the rookie game, right? Yes. So, yeah, the rookie uh, versus the was second year guys, I think. They, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, you, what, do you have anything to say about that? I do not. Okay, let's get into the nitty-gritty then. Saturday night, we had the skills challenge, we had the three-point shootout, and we had the slam dunk competition in that order. Now, surprisingly for some, or maybe for many, uh, your boy won the skills competition. Carl Anthony Towns, yes, who I am very fond of as a player. Why? What what are you fond of? Um, just the versatility, the um, body control. And Especially for a guy who's what? Is he 6'11"? He's, he's pretty much, yeah, 6'11", 7 feet. 6'11"? 7 yeah. foot guy, right. His, his, the, the way he moves, his movement. He's one of the beacons of hope for the scout here. <laughs> the future. Um, but yeah, he's he's a face-up player. He's Again, because we, we don't get really the traditional back-to-the-basket guys here anymore, right? The game is, I think, maybe long moved away from that. Um, yeah, it's too, it's too up-tempo for yes. that. Yeah. Right. So I think he has a, a really bright future ahead of him. Superstar future. Um, oh, superstar. Yeah. What well, do you mean really, by now? People use that word a lot. What do you mean oh, by Oh, yeah, they overuse it. I, I mean, just the dominant force in the league, the ability to carry a team deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, t- 25-plus point-per-night score. I think we're talking about that kind of guy. Okay. Um, especially in today's NBA. Um, yeah, I don't see a lot of weaknesses in his game. And I know the skills challenge is a fun thing, right? But yeah. you, you kind of, it still kind of shows that, right? Um, and, yes. and, and we talked about this last week and kind of led leading up to it and teased it a bit. 
uh, where it was interesting because of the names. There were some strange names. Yeah, because they allowed, they, instead of just point guards, they allowed big guys in. Right. And I actually like how they set it up where they had, for in the first round, guards against guards, mm-hmm. and then foul, uh, forwards and centers against each other. And then you had one finalist guard and one finalist forward center going head-to-head. Uh, so, yes, Towns beat Isaiah Thomas, right? Yes. Uh-huh. He's so right. Crazy. And I wasn't expecting them to break it up that way. Like you said, I thought that was great. It, it, it was it was the start, as far as Saturday night is concerned, it was a great beginning to what was just a great night with regards to exhibitions. Yeah. And putting on a show purely, um, competing in a different way. Yeah, and, um, and the key was getting that, that basketball, that pass, that toss through that. <laughs> right. That was the key looking at it because that's what slowed people down. First of all, if you miss it, who knows where the ball goes. But I think you can you can go back to the rack now. I remember back in the day, it was like it was a little yeah. different. It was when I was watching it, it. When I when I was watching it, it seemed like they had to, they had three attempts, whether they mm-hmm. went in or not. Like because I saw because a lot of guys missed all three and then they could move on. Oh, is that okay? I missed that part then. Yeah, that's what looked, that's it. now I you know that's what I saw. That, right. that's, all I, that's what I saw. So I, it was interesting. Um, right. I'm done with that. We're moving on. Okay. To the three point shootout. Uh, right. Now watching the three point shootout on on TNT, you know Kenny Smith at all. You know loved curry, 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 curry. You know I was ready to go get some food after all the curry I had to hear about and. Uh, <laughs> uh, while I was watching, I was like, but wait a minute, that first round, Clay Thompson beat Curry. It was strange. Right. It was almost like no one existed but Curry. And he lost. He lost both rounds. Um, and look, we talked about Clay Thompson, who from now on we will call Claybot. Yes, he's the Claybot. We said if he gets a going, there's no stopping him. It, you know, he might short circuit every now and then. But like you say, he just needs the right inputs. <laughs> then he's ready to go. So Claybot was on, uh, yeah. and and look, he in the second round he beat Curry twenty seven to twenty three, which in a three point shootout is a lot. I mean, that's a lot of points for both of them. Yeah, but and to do that and and that last rack was his uh, money ball rack, and he yes. made all five. Yeah, he he swept through the money ball rack. And I, I mean, you, you you can't talk about the NBA with, without discussing the Golden State Warriors, and, and really, first of all, Steph Curry, and also Clay. Yeah, Bott. every time we talk about the NBA, right. we talk about but, that. Uh, Clay Bott said something very interesting in the post mm-hmm. uh, shootout interview where he said, you know, you know, he said he was asked, "Do you guys do this after practice?" Which of course they do, whether they yeah. do or not. Of course, they're going to cop and, and, and make a story out of that. So um, he said, you know, if I, if it's a catch and shoot, I can get Steph. Oh, he said that. Um, now he's the claybot, so there only there's a minimal amount of variations in which he's he's able to express himself. Right. So don't take offense to that. That's just how he expresses himself. Yes. It wasn't disrespectful. Um, yeah, it's like if you're spitting out fortune cookies, uh, you know, the right. fortunes in them. There's only right. so it's many things you're gonna get. Right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, catching and shooting, I can get him. But, you know, when you get in the movement and, and handling the ball and shooting off the dribble, I can't, I can't touch him. Which, yes. it, it, it back, going back to the three-point shootout, it really wasn't a stretch to believe that the clay bot could win that. I wasn't surprised. No. Um, and, and to your point, to go all the way back to what you said in the beginning, um, there is a movement to elevate Steph Curry. Yes. This is independent of how good he truly is. You know, this is independent of that. I'm not Yeah, it's it's very hard. That. It's very hard to discuss Curry because of the media hype. Yes. Like, it, it forces right. you to take him down a peg because they placed him in on right. Mount Olympus and excuse me, we're not there yet. Put the ambrosia away. And let's just yeah. wait a few more years. It's very okay? difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult for me because I find myself in a place where I don't want to over-criticize because of that. Right. Well, you can't because all the love he's gotten. I mean, look. Well, 
and I knew this was going to turn into a, a Steph Curry discussion just because you can't get away from it. But like you said, he would miss shots. And we heard it in the All-Star game, too. If he misses shots, it, it, it's not treated as a miss. Yeah, it's like, oh, I thought that was going to go in. So right. it didn't go but in. Not even that. We all thought. I think Chris Webber, who really just steams my clams 90% of the time. <laughs> um, you know, it was, it was one shot he missed, I think, where he said, you know, I think we all expected that to go in. And I'm like, all right. I mean, I, I just don't understand why everything has to beg the comment and it's always positive, whether the play's negative or not. So I'm copping to struggling with assessing Steph Curry outside of the skills thing. I'm at a point now, I, I don't know, I mean, how good is he? I mean, we're going to get, I guess we're going to touch on this ESPN list, which is, I mean, as soon as I say ESPN. Mm-mm. Let's not go there yet. No, 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 no. No, yeah, okay. But anyway, okay, I, nevertheless, I digress. The three-point shootout, the clay bot took it. It was, it's a, it's not a catch-and-shoot game, but it's a pick-up-and-shoot game, so it's a similar deal. Yeah. Um, as far as, do you want to talk about the release of his shot? Go ahead. Clay Thompson's release compared to Curry's, yeah. Right. It's something I look at, and I like his release better. It's, it's closer to the top of his head. Yeah, um, so it's a higher Curry. release. It's, it's a higher release. Right. He, more arc. He, yes, there's more lift on it in his shot. Um, it's more consistent, but that's not a, a shot at Steph Curry because he's plenty consistent as well. But he's What do you mean by consistent? You mean the motion? Um, the release, the mode, the reload. Yeah, the, re- the release. The elevation, the thrust in, into the shot as far as elevating up and down, straight up and down, it is the same way each and every time. Right. So so the legs are there, the wrists, right. the follow through. He doesn't, there's no fade in his shot. He's always on balance. Which, He's the clay body, can't but fade. The thing is, and that's where you get in the game situations, that can be limiting. Yeah. Okay, so in a contest or in a catch and shoot, this works to his advantage, which to his point, which is why he says I can I can get stuff in these circumstances because the other elements don't come into it. Whereas Steph Curry will shoot shoot the ball from his nose. Um, he'll be leaning into it, drifting left, drifting right. Um, it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I make jokes about him throwing the ball at the rim, but sometimes what it looks like. Well, but, it certainly has a more improvisational quality. Yes, yes. yes. It, 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 the way he can release the ball in so many ways, it's just, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. And the key to his release is the how quick it is. Yes, that's what it is. It's just the timing. I mean, he, if he has a sliver of space, the ball's gone. And that's what is astounding about him. It is that. Yes, that he uh, can do that with accuracy, with the right, accuracy. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so... Again, as far as where he is in the annals of greatest players of all time, I ain't dead yet. Well, we don't. It's too soon. And and look, it's too soon as in him playing this way. We've already addressed how long he's been in the league. Uh, yeah. But now some an honorable mention to Devin Booker, right? Who was. Yes. The Phoenix Suns rookie. Youngest player in the league. Yeah. And he was he was third in the shootout. So. Mm-hmm. And, and actually. And, and for the third, uh, it was in the first round, uh, three players tied for 20 points. And so they had to go through 30 seconds of them shooting and trying to get as many in to win the tiebreaker. Right. So he beat out uh, Harden and Reddick, I believe, yes. the greatest shooter in, in history, according to those commercials. So <laughs> you date yourself. <laughs> I am, I am. And that's from uh, old time NBA TV when they first came on the air. Yeah. They used to have that. What was it? I think Bill Seltzer, yeah, his yeah. instructional videos. And yeah. I, yeah. 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 We were like, really? He's the greatest shooter in history. We didn't know that. Thanks, Bill Self. So, anyway, <laughs> now to the main event, regardless of what Kenny Smith has to say. Or uh, Charles, or Charles Bar- Barkley, the idiot bot. There's another bot. Well, I'm not talking about him on this. I'm talking about uh, Kenny Smith trying to tell us that the three point shootout should end the night. Because yeah, well, Barkley our- start. Well, yeah, Barkley started that notion. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, so both of them fools. So both of them fools. Uh, and then after this dunk competition, it was like, you know, Kenny Smith, well, maybe it should be where it is. It is where it is. Um, yeah, so, you know. All of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the dunk competition, uh, which, look, now I was shocked by how good it was. Yeah. Well, we had the return champion who 
really was great last year as well. I mean, yeah, and that's uh, the the thing about this year was and give him a name though, Scout. Who's the returning champion? Oh, Zach. Excuse me, Zach Levine is the returning champion. Um, Mm -hmm. Minnesota Timberwolves uh, guard combo guard. Um, He was also what the MVP, I think, at USA versus the World that Skills Rising Stars Challenge. Oh, I didn't know that. I, well, I, I think in the in the last episode we had, I have seen him play, and I like his game. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, what lent itself to, and why I enjoy him so much as a dunker. I mean, beyond the obvious, is it, again, it's always about movement with me. He's smooth, very fluid. It's graceful, fluid, right? It's beautiful. Graceful. Yes, yes, right. And his game is that way too. Um, mm-hmm. Just the way he moves, he can handle the ball. He can shoot it as well, which really everyone on the perimeter these days can can really shoot it. That's the game. Oh, you won't be in the shooters. league. Yeah, the shooters are, are just so far and away better now, just across the league. So, yeah. yes, he can he can shoot it. I like him a lot, even as a player. It's his second year. Um, now he's behind a lot of. They have a lot of young guys there that can really play. I mean, they have Rubio at the point, obviously, uh, yeah. not Marco, but Rick, but Ricky, Ricky Rubio, Ricky Rubio. <laughs> right, that's <laughs> and um, you have Wiggins. You know that Rubio means blonde in Spanish. I did not know that. But yeah, see, the GM always has interesting tidbits for us <laughs> outside of the realm of sport, but. Um, yeah, he, and you have um, Anthony Wiggins, who we who we also enjoy a lot, who is kind of that combo small forward, uh, um, a shooting guard, swing player. Yeah. So he has to kind of get in where he is. And I read a few articles about you know Sam Mitchell, who can be overbearing, kind of really going at Levine's or something going on there. So right Sam now, Mitchell, yeah, you know Sam Mitchell, Sam mm-hmm. Mitchell, old school. Yeah. Um. So he's in a position as a player where he doesn't get the minutes, nor does he have the latitude in the offense when he does get the minutes. So I'll be looking at him. Maybe his situation changes as we go forward to see what he can become as a player. But as a, just a pure dunker, I mean, he's as good as anyone, right? It, the, the, just the effortlessness of it. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's everything that we want in a dunker. I know you have your power dunkers, Mm-hmm. And you have what I call your artists, okay? Mm-hmm. And he falls into that category of an artiste. Yeah, we still really love his first dunk. That may have been my favorite dunk of the night. Yeah, what was that behind the back reverse? Yeah, round his back. Yeah, from yeah. The baseline. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say to pick one, and and we haven't even gotten to Gordon yet, who was the runner up. Right, we're getting. Um, I'm, just, just the beauty of it. Um, yeah. Now, uh, his uh, primary opponent right. in this uh, slam dunk competition was Gordon, as you said. And that's what made this one special. I mean, last year, Levine was kind of out there and head and shoulders above, right? And yeah, it was he enjoyed obvious. his performance, but it was just him. This year, he really got pushed by Gordon. And really... Now, tell us about Gordon. Who is he? Gordon, I don't know much about him as a player. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of an athlete. Um, I, I, I'm a power forward. Maybe I haven't seen much of him, so it's hard for me to. I'm trying to do some work on him and get and get better as far as my assessment of him as a player. But right now, he just looks like a raw power player. Um, maybe a Sean Kempish type. Um, mm-hmm. But but him. but bulkier. Yeah, heavier kind of muscular yeah. guy. Right. Um, didn't expect him to even be as fluid as he was in the dunk contest. Right, but he's definitely more of a power dunker. But a power dunker, yeah. like you said, he's, with some finesse. I mean, that was yeah. the surprising thing about it. There was some acrobatics in his game, right? <laughs> to say the least. In his um, dunking game. And his father so, was an athlete, uh, yes. I believe a football player. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, that under-the-butt dunk, you know. <laughs> when he's sitting in the chair? Yeah. Yeah, that thing... Uh, I still to the right now, I'm thinking about it and going, Wow, uh, you know, I think now, as most people, that was uh, the dunk of the night, yeah, 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 right. Um, yeah. not for me and GM, I don't think for you either because we just were receptive to different things, yeah, yeah, most. like as a power dunk, as a, a display of athleticism, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the artistry of it. No, so you know, I, I, look, right. it, it's like apples and oranges here. It's really about what they you were different, yeah. yeah. And all of you people talking about how did Levine win? Just sit down and be quiet. Uh, well, now, really, 
Yeah. He won. Before we go into some, I know what we want to talk about, right? We want to talk about the judges. Yeah, you you read my mind. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Um, but before we move to that, um, Gordon kind of looks like maybe he ran out of dunks. Yeah. So the last yeah. one he did, while that was good too, did not rise to the level of the dunks that he and Levine were were putting putting down. I mean, because that was almost a dunk off. That was like overtime, right? When they were going at it, like yeah, that. because they they tied scores, and so everyone they had to keep dunking until right. someone broke the tie. And I think it was six dunks. So really, Levine. Wait a minute! Um, it was six dunks in the final round between the two. Okay. I think it was so three each or something. Yeah, go ahead. And Levine really outlasted him. I would use that word. Well, that's where the fluidity him. comes in, the, the right. artistry, because you know it's they didn't plan to do a bunch of dunks, right? right. right? You know. And I just think Gordon kind of ran out at the end, but I think Levine really can think one up on the fly. I don't think he has to practice it just because yeah. he's so fluid, and I suspect he is very large hands. Well, yeah, the, yeah. The way he's able to manipulate the ball in the air between the legs, around the back, and it's so clean. It's always clean. Yes. It doesn't get caught anywhere. There are no hitches in it. And that's where he, those are the kinds of things I love. Uh, whereas Gordon, it was still a little muscle in his game. Well, it's that's hard. him, yeah. Yeah, it, it, was, it was, you know, some of it, 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 I mean, in comparison to Levine, was more forced, I think. Yeah. Um, but that's not a knock because any other year Gordon wins. Oh yeah, I mean this. Yeah, I mean everyone has said it. This might be the greatest slam dunk competition in history. I mean I'm well, not going to argue against that. Uh, also, if you haven't seen these dunks, you can go find them somewhere. Yeah, watch them in slow out. motion. Yeah, watch it's worth it. It is worth it. Yeah, and especially for an event that really wasn't doing very well. They tweaked it a ton of times. I, uh, hopefully, we can all. They forget still need to tweak it. Yeah, well, hopefully, we can all forget the time when they they they, they allotted a time limit. To oh my goodness! Dunk. I believe yeah. that was when Kryptonite won. Yeah, that stretchy. You know, so they've really cleaned it up some. Of course, they can always make more improvements. But the bottom line is, it was great this year. Building upon a, year, uh, a dunk contest last year that was really good. This was great. Well, and let's go both of those guys. Um, and again. Evolution. This is evolution of the athlete and the game of basketball from an individual athlete's standpoint. We talked about the shooting, the evolution of shooting, right? You know, nothing goes backwards. Okay. We talked about the evolution of shooting, and then we talked about, and now we're talking about the dunking, which is just off the chart. So, but not all of them, because our panel of judges included Mm -hmm. one Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. Who had his own ideas about how this should go down. Well, they're calling him the Russian judge, just so you know. Yeah, uh uh-huh, okay. You know, that's what they're calling him. Yes, and everyone, if you don't know, that's an allusion to uh, Russian judges in uh, the Olympics. Right, the figure skating, I believe it was. Figure skating, also gymnastics, uh, where they're the toughest judge. They always have the lowest score, except for... The athletes from Russia, right? So it's a corruption. It's a nod to corruption or judging yeah. corrupt. I believe there was one that Russian um, woman who was particularly bad at figure skating, where that's where this all started. Maybe I, I you know, that, that was some years ago. But mm-hmm. point is, that's what they're calling Shaquille O'Neal. Well, why are they calling him that, GM? Well, he has his. Like I said, he has his own ideas about dunking here in this competition. He believes. That if you don't make your dunk on the first attempt, you shouldn't get a 10. Now, mm-hmm. I think that that makes perfect sense. It's perfectly reasonable. And no. I agree. What do you say, Scout? I agree 100%. A, right. 10 is, a 10 is perfect. So if I have a guy that makes his first dunk, okay, and then I have a guy that makes his, it misses his first and makes his second, and say they're equivalent dunks, like a lot of what we saw from Gordon and Levine, yeah. they, you know, those, they were really close. I can't give a guy who missed it the first time yes. a 10. I can't do it. I think he was absolutely correct about that. Yes, right. I will I, for, I will go through the fire on this one for Shaq. Yeah, hats off to Shaquille yeah. O'Neal. Let me tell you. Look, <laughs> I, look you win and look, here. Can I just say this? Because I think this time the rules were you get five attempts. That's too many. Yeah, Let's do it. Many. 
Look, do three attempts. I'll give you three. Yeah. Uh, and take a point away each time you got to do another one. So your right. max will be 10 for the first, nine for the second, mm-hmm. eight for the third, and then zero. And look, th- given sixes to people who couldn't complete the dunk, no, it should be zero points. Yes. Zero. Right, because it's not fair. And I'll tell you this, there's a byproduct to Shaq doing that, right? Because when they, well, I mean, I can't definitely say that they responded to those nines on second dunks, but Mm-hmm. From that point on, I think what everyone realized, that's what Shaq was doing. I don't think they missed the first dunk. That was another thing about this. It was clean from that standpoint where when you got into that final round between Gordon and, and Levine, they were not missing their dunks at all. And it is. I'm telling you, they were thinking about Shaq because they were like, if I don't make this first time, it's all, uh, at most I'm getting a nine. Right. And that can lose me the competition. Right, uh, so no. again, that's a bypro- a positive byproduct where he, he raised the stakes. And it's right. very important in these competitions, okay, for there to be consequences. Yeah, and, and just to end this discussion here, don't get Steve Nash to do any nonsense soccer stuff on the basketball court when that has nothing to do with you dunking the ball. I I don't like a lot of gimmicks anyway. I don't like a lot of people on the court other than the dunker. But if you're going to have them, it better enhance your dunk, not be something that they have to complete like they're competing. I I, I don't understand it. Like what what Gordon did with his mascot was fine because it it was still about him dunking the ball. Right. Let's move to tonight's all-star game. All-star game, which was Kobe Bryant's. Last one, yes. Uh, his 18th, 18th uh, selection, yes. Yep. Uh, thoughts? Um, you know, it was a send off. You know, it's been a year long send off, season 20 for the old man, Mr. Kobe Bean Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he everyone anticipated, you know, because of the Kobe narrative that he would be, you know, gunning for the MVP. Um, but I think early, in some of the earlier interviews, he even said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to celebrate the younger guys, which he is really needs to be commended for. I believe he needs to be commended for the support he's given to the younger generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is really taking time out to talk to a, a lot of these guys. Um, and you yeah, know, and you've noted some of them, Ka- Kawhi Leonard, even uh, Isaiah uh, Thomas. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, right? Steph Curry, um, and yes. so there's a ton of them. Um, Draymond Green has mentioned Wiggins. Wig, your Anthony Wiggins, some of the guys we talked about. Um, he's been very open, and we um, know which, uh, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant can't right. say enough about him. Right, and and I think that's a testament to his love, just pure love for the game. Mm-hmm. But nobody wants to play with him; they just want to pick his brain, anyway. Well, that's a, I mean, we can go, maybe one day we'll do a full Kobe episode and then we can get all of this off our chest because folks, it's a lot. Uh-huh. Even to the point where this send-off is kind of weird for me. Why Why is it weird? Well, because I spent, as a as a Kobe guy, um, uh-huh. I believe I've even said on this podcast, he's my favorite maybe athlete of all time. Uh-huh. Um, definitely my favorite basketball player. But if you are a Kobe fan and have been, you have been through the ringer with the media and all sorts of other things with him. Let's, since you're mentioning this, let's dispatch with this nonsense right now and we'll come back. Um, ESPN did an all-time NBA rank list of the greatest NBA players in history. They cobbled together 150 of who they thought were the best. And then they did these head-to-head matchups based on some nonsense stats for their <laughs> stupid um, panelists to come up with some nonsense. <laughs> and then we got the top 100 nonsense players. Uh, Jordan was number one. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was number two. LeBron James was number three. I'm not even going to finish it. Kobe was at 12. Yeah. I mean, look, how about this? Can we stop it? Stop talking about who's the greatest you can yes. greatest in your opinion. Maybe greatest for you. Like you say, Scout, Kobe may, may be your favorite athlete of all time. Great. That's your opinion. You're right. not coming out saying he is the greatest. No. There's a pantheon of greats, and that's the end of it. Right. Um, I call it there's a top floor. 
Okay, I'm not parsing Magic versus Kobe, Jordan versus Kobe, unless you want to talk about the differences in that game and just have a holistic discussion about what makes them them. But and putting I, Tim Duncan at like above Kobe. Right. I, I mean, come on. Tim Duncan is not, with all due respect to the great Tim Duncan, he is not greater than Kobe Bryant. I mean, it, now that we got to stop. And then they but try they, to talk. Then they try to pull this position nonsense in. Look, l- let me tell you this: ESPN, your trolling of Kobe Bryant is done. Just give it yeah, up. It's over. Yeah. They've been doing it right for as long as I can remember. And LeBron um, is number three. That really? is absurd. LeBron at number the third best player of all time. How? What? Outside of looking at your PER numbers or whatever it is that they throw around in their echo chamber. And he's in his prime right now, and y'all talking about Curry. Like, LeBron don't even exist. Yeah, it's... Look, again, I'm trying to keep my cool tonight. We're done with that. I just always get under my skin. That was just the time to throw it in there and move on, because I'm not going to waste my time talking about a bunch of professional trolls. So, um... (laughs) Right. Whatever. Uh, now back to All Star Night. So we had Kobe send off, and you said uh, you had a wonderful panegyric about what he does for the young players. Yes. Um, yeah, he is definitely in a different uh, mind frame right now as a player. He's more uh, introspective. He's looking back. He's appreciating the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, he's not going to try to go for it, you know, All Star MVP, even if he could, because God only knows what whether the shots going in or not, Kobe. We love you. Yeah, these um, days, it's, it's rough out here for my man. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, to uh, the West versus the East, we said the West was stacked. It was. They blew them out. Uh, they blew the East out by 21 points, I believe. They had uh, 100, what, 193 points. Mm-hmm. Um, the West did. Uh, now, I don't know if that was a record or not. I think it was a record in the first half. They scored the scoring or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was a record in the first it probably was. Um, now, what? Before we get into the rest of the game, y'all Western players, y'all trolled. Y'all were trolling mm-hmm. on Paul George. My man, Paul George. Yeah, he um, tied he tied Westbrook for the second most points in an All Star game at forty one points. Wilt is number one at forty two. They wouldn't let that man get beat. Wilt. That was. <laughs> That was wrong. Now, my only thing is, I don't remember last year when Westbrook had the 41. I don't remember if the East tried to stop him from getting Will. Right, that's the question. That's the question. Because if that's what happens, okay, I understand. Uh, But anyway, what did you think about this game? Did you enjoy it? No. Yeah, Um, it was was real loosey-goosey. Yeah, it's the All-Star game. It's an exhibition, I understand. Yes. But this, I would say... Over the past few years, especially if Kobe's not involved, it mm-hmm. it, is, it has turned into an absurdity. Um, <laughs> and Kobe hadn't played in an All Star game since uh, twenty thirteen because right. the last two years he was injured. Yeah, because you know Kobe will come in at least in the second half, maybe fourth quarter. We'll start to really buckle down and play defense. If we think about you know the, when he locked down LeBron a few years ago, if you remember the two or three block shots, the third best play in the game. No, not that didn't happen. You mean of all time, right? And, and you know, I, again, I don't want to troll Bron too hard. You know, you know, Bron. We appreciate cool. Lebron for what yeah, he does, is, right? But um, nevertheless, back to the point. Um, I mean, we're get we're at a point in the All Star game with these guys where they watch people run to the hoop and dunk it. I mean, they don't even try to get in the way. Yeah, that's literal. They watch them, right? They just them. watch them. It's like a dunk contest, and that is just not. It's worthless to me, and. Yeah, the one thing that Kenny Smith said all weekend that made some sense. I was going to say that. I was trying to figure out how to give Kenny Smith some credit. That's why I'm here. So the one thing he said that made any sense this whole weekend and maybe his whole life life. is is that, look, you got to play a little bit of defense because then that affects offense. It makes the offense better. Right. They have something to react to. Yeah. You have to have opposition for greatness to come out. This is on any level. Plus, okay. if if the worry is you're going to get injured, that can happen anyway. And sometimes when you're being too careful, that causes the injury. So, you know, when I say go out there and act like it's a championship, right. but at least stand in front of the guy. I mean, you know, crouch down or something. Right, kind of like when LeBron um, played defense on Kobe for a possession, right? That yeah. kind of defense. 
um, when you're not you're not getting too physical with the guy, you just maybe trying to stay in front of him and you force him to produce right a move. And and Carmelo, who whenever he sees Kobe, is ready to do any kind of defense yeah, necessary. Right, right. Uh, you know they have that great uh, friendship going on on and off the court. And even with Kobe and Pal Gasol, with that playful back and forth they had, right. But yeah. there's some opposition. Again, like you said, you don't want it to be game six of the NBA, you know, finals. Right. You know, but it give me something. I don't want to see you just watching people run by at the dunk yeah. ball. It's just not. I mean, there are only so many alley-oops and three-pointers that I can take well, in 48 minutes. That's another discussion. You know those three-pointers make me sleepy after a while. Yeah, and how is that any different from a regular game? That's all y'all do anyway is throw up three-pointers. Yeah, now we're having a stylistic discussion. You sure are. And that's what the scout is just so at a crossroads with, as everyone knows right now. It's just the preponderance. I mean, just three-pointers from everywhere. I mean, it was one play where um, they want a break, and the clay bot was, was on the wing, and you're used to seeing if you can, you know, he was if he cuts to the hoop, he has an easy layup or dunk mm-hmm. um, on the break, which is what you're used to seeing or previously we used to seeing. But what does he do? He fans out to the three. It's an open lane. Okay, well, he could have just received the ball and laid the ball up. Like I said, a dunk it, but he fans out to the three to shoot a three. And I, that just drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. It does. And, of course, I'm from a different era. I understand that, and that's what you always, that's the push-pull, is how do I not become this old man curmudgeon that I had to deal with? But we discussed this. We did. We did. Off-air, everyone, we had a discussion where we talked about, it's not about you not liking the NBA because you're old, and you're not even old, but it's about you're just older than the average player. Right. Um. It's it's instead about like you said a stylistic uh, basis for what you like. Like we like the Kobe era, they call it. That's after we we've gone on record. That's our favorite era: Kobe, McGrady, right. Iverson. Um, kind of that that singular talent being pressured by full team defenses, and whether or not that singular talent can overcome numbers. That was fascinating to me. Now, people throw around, of course, especially the ESPN age, you'll get the selfish and all this kind of talk. And, you know, it's the, you know, everyone likes the ball movement. And I understand that. That's basketball. But I, whenever you have an elite talent, I always like to see if they can overcome schemes that other coaches and other teams would throw at them. Yeah. Uh, and there's only so much ball movement you can have. Somebody got to throw the ball up and get it into the hoop. I mean, well, that's what makes Golden State who they are. That's why they're so dangerous. And Popovich even said something yeah. about this where it, it's not necessarily, I mean, we know the clay bot, we know Curry, and even Draymond Green because of his versatility, you know, the triple doubles. Um, so you talk about him, but it's, it's like Popovich said, there is, their team is full of guys who are multi- talented whereas they can they can shoot pass and handle so when you have guys around you that can pass really well the ball doesn't stay in one place so it's pass move pass move pass move and it's impossible to stay around those guys especially when they can squeeze off a three so quickly exactly but they squeeze off the three um now to to keep going here so yes that's our favorite era Yes. Jordan era, we're not huge fans. We are huge fans of Jordan, just yes. not the era. But right. if you go back to like Showtime, Lakers, and, and mm-hmm. Larry Bird, you know, Magic versus Bird. Dominique Wilkins, Dominique Wilkins, right? Yeah. Those kind of guys. Um, you know, you got some other people that went around. I mean, the Showtime Lakers, you said. Um, yeah. So. Not, you know, and there's some overlap of players, but when you're thinking of stylistically. Yeah. Um, we prefer that to the Jordan era, or what's known as the Jordan era. So yeah, I know. thought the Jordan era was actually weak as far as the NBA is concerned. It was weak. Yeah, across the board. It just wasn't a lot of... I mean, you think what? The, the Pistons... Joe Dumars was given Jordan. Yeah, era. and that's the thing we used to... When you, yeah, when you, when you talk about Michael Jordan, people overlook the opposite guard that he used to play against. I mean, we're talking about Hersey Hawkins... Um, Craig Elo, uh, Joe Dumars, um, who's probably the best of them as far as defending. 
um, with that health defense behind them that the bad boys had. But um, the yeah, bad boy he, Pistons, bad yeah. boy Pistons. I'm sorry, but it was just different. Where Jordan was ahead of his time. Oh yes, that's kind of what it was, um, and that's also a part of his mystique is is how far ahead he was of his time. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you go into the Kobe era, uh, you have McGrady, like you said, you have Iverson, and right. more. Where it's so much talent spread throughout the league. Right, Vince com- Carter at the time was an elite offensive player. <laughs> but you know, the thing about it is, and, and it's not talked about enough in my opinion, is really Jordan gave birth to, they talk about the offensive side, gave birth to these specialty defenders that we saw that made, that put so much pressure on the Kobe's and the McGrady's and the Iverson's. You had the Bruce Bowens, Ron Artest. Um, we talk about, um, uh, Tony Allen, who's one of my absolute favorites, but mm-hmm. Michael Jordan really gave birth to the elite perimeter defender. That was the response. The Kobe the six, stopper. Right. The 6'6", six, 6'7", six, <laughs> six, guy who can move with those guys. Who's Watch out, challenge. Right. Uh, well, to a lesser degree, he wasn't on Bowen and those guys' level, but yeah, these guys... No, those are jokes. Go ahead. Yeah, but... but the. The game. The point is, the game evolves. Even now, we see. Even though it's gone, it might, it's off the tracks as far as where it is now. It's completely different. Um, but it's always going to evolve. There's a response to Michael Jordan. Okay, there's a response to that, and then the next generation has to deal with that. Right. Okay. Tracy McGrady wasn't guarded by a six-four guy. Right. They, like like Michael Jordan was, but Joe Dumars or a guy that was inathletic like Craig Elo. You know, it just wasn't there. Even if you look back, who gave Jordan trouble? Gary Payton. Yes, the glove. Right, who was a precursor to the defenders we saw, right? Because Gary Payton was a 6'5 point guard who really, if you think about the finals of Michael Jordan, gave him a ton of trouble. I believe he held him to like 41% shooting from the field, which for Michael Jordan was difficult. Yeah, look, so Gary, Payton, Gary Payton is an all-time one-on-one defender. Yes. He could go Maybe in any era... Ever. Maybe yeah. the best ever when you consider that he was a great offensive player, too. Yes, he could be in any era with that defense and yes. cause people fits. I don't care what the rules are. Right. Um, but, you know, so I, I say that to say this. It might be that the next era you'll be a fan of because it seems to be every other one. Um, now, look. Oh, well, that's okay. You know, I didn't think yeah. about that. But yeah. it, just to, before we wrap that up. Yep. Um, there are some players that I do like. I've mentioned them: Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker in Phoenix, who is a bit of a, a three-point bomber right now. But the way he moves, I can see him kind of maybe evolving in the more. Um, yeah, he's Andrew. A yeah, Andrew Wiggins. Yes, um, another guy you know we like a lot. Cleveland um, got rid of for whom? Kevin Love. Mm. No one remembers that. That's going to come back. To, I think. Well, Mike, we know why that happened. Well, that's another discussion. Yeah, I mean, so there are a lot of guys. Uh, Kyrie Irving, we've talked about um, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. We talk Westbrook, about Kevin Durant. Yes, yeah. So it's not like it's all it's terrible for me. I think it's just difficult because all the coverage is Golden State all day, every day, and not that it shouldn't be because they have a legitimate shot at breaking the Bulls' ninety-six record. I mean, I'm looking. At we're them about now. to go there. We're about to go there. Okay. But, well, let's go. Yeah. I'll, I'll let Before you we do. We've talked about the Golden State Warriors at nauseum about how nice. they're created for this league, how brilliant that a team is together, mm-hmm. and that's just what it is. The problem for us is variety. It's just not enough of it. I mean, that's just what it is. Now, the second half of the season's coming, okay? So just like you suggested, Scout, can the Warriors beat the 96 Bulls record, which is the, the all-time best record in history, 72 and 10. Yes, I think they can. Yeah, where are they now? They're like, what? Four They're ahead of the pace, 47 and, and 47 four. And four. They're ahead of the Bulls pace, and you know, that, that is what it is. Because, I mean, you lose two games in a row, which is yeah. easy to do, and you're off the pace. So that's not the point. Now, their schedule is harder in the second half, I believe, especially around this time than mm. it was in the first half. Um, so we'll see. We'll see whether fatigue sets in, whether that throws them off their stride. But like you said, they are ahead uh, of nice. of their markers if they're going to beat that record. And I, I think they absolutely can do it. I um, see why. I don't see why not. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they hit like a 
you call it a lull, but I mean, I think they lost two games or something like that. And maybe um, Steph Curry struggled for a brief stretch because it hasn't been a lot. Um, if you might even call that struggle. Um, and then they bounce right back out of it. I believe it was a tough stretch. You know, they beat OKC. They blew the, the doors off of the Spurs. Yeah. Um, who didn't have Tim Duncan at the time. Whatever that means, I don't know. He's, um, what, the eighth greatest player, according to ESPN? Please. You know, when I say please like that, it sounds like I'm disparaging Tim Duncan. I, no, it I, doesn't. I it sounds like you are disparaging ESPN. Okay, all right. I don't want it to come off that way because he's an all-time great Maybe the best power forward in history. So I just, you know, I don't want that to come off that way. But what I will say, um, we love the, we love Popovich. We love Pop. Um, We quote him quite a bit. And he even said about the Golden State Warriors, I've spent more time, this is a quote, spent more time thinking about Golden State than I have any other team I've ever thought about in my entire career. He talked about how fun they were to watch. Wait a minute, that's, that's a big statement. Big statement, right? And he said, because he, what you know, what he's doing though, I know Popovich. You think he's troll? He's in troll mode. He's trolling who? Of course he is. Who's uh, he trolling? What his own team? No. Which coach? Steve Kerr. No. I'm lost then. Who is who was Popovich's nemesis as a coach? Yeah, who I'm won? About, yeah, I'm talking about Phil. Yes. You think he's trolling Phil. He said he he said the Golden State Warriors. He thought about them more than any other team. Those Phil Jackson oh, you teams. Think he has aimed at Phil. He will not. He will not waste an opportunity to troll Phil Jackson. That's okay? true. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. That's why I'm here. Popovich is a genius. He is. We love okay. Him. But what he did say, and the reason I brought up this this little mini discussion he had, um, he said you try to solve them, but they're in a sense unsolvable. Because mm. it's a particular mix of talent that they have. It's not just Steph Curry can make shots or that Clay can make shots or that Draymond Green is versatile. It's that everybody on the court can pass, catch, and shoot, and they all get it. They're for real, they're talented, but they're also very, very smart. Yes, and that's where we constantly talk about yes. how that team was constructed. Exactly. So. Uh. Absolutely, they can do it. They can break that record. And but it's for the re- I, again. We gotta stop this focus on it's one guy or two guys because that's that the entire problem. team that creates an environment for. And no, the, it, it does, the focus on it's one guy. They don't. They don't bring up two. You don't guys. think it's the clay bot doesn't get his due? They try to say Splash Brothers when when it's convenient. Um, and that's really the problem. It's not that Curry's not doing a great job and he doesn't have, you know, oogobs of talent and is doing astounding, astonishing things. Mm-hmm. It's that he's not the only thing on that team. That He is not the Jordan of that team. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's not the Kobe they or They've been Shane making that, that comparison. Steve Kerr, they've been making the, the Jordan compar- comparison. Um, Which is absolutely I'm... ridiculous. And it, you know what? It's disrespectful. Well, what they're saying is or in, implying is that it's the same level, but it's done differently. No, it's not. Um, I would disagree with that. Um, but again, I look, it, put it this way. There's some things that have to happen coming up. We've talked about it before for him to get to that point, because I, people seem to forget, like we've said what happened in the playoffs last year. And also really for the first five years of his career, what kind of player he was, which was very good. One great season does not an all-time great make. Okay, so we'll see. Okay, um, that's so, where I stand. But um, as far as the record, absolutely they can do it in the in the league as constructed in the way they are now. Now they have to stay healthy again. That's a big thing, even though they've been overcoming injuries to certain people, but they've gotten their guys back, right? Yeah. They've gotten Harrison Barnes back, who's been playing well, who really adds another layer for them. But um, that's the beauty of that team. You can They don't need everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a, a marvel of NBA uh, roster construction. Yes, and they're uh, just, they're just as, he, as he says, I think unsolvable is a good word for the regular season. So do you think that any team will solve their riddle? In the regular season? Uh, let's go into the postseason as well. The postseason, I think they're more vulnerable just because in the postseason, everyone knows what you're going to do. 
Mm-hmm. We know your spots. We know what you're running. Even though they're still unpredictable. Because of mm-hmm. most of all, Steph Curry, who in the world knows what he's going to do in a given moment. But when you see a team over a two-week period, we talk about this, and you know what they're going to do. And it's familiarity. It becomes execution, right? right? And the value of guys who can generate on their own consistently, a la Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, to name, to, to name two, mm-hmm. in the confines of a series... Those guys are, are pre, they're pre, there's a premium player. They're elevated a bit to me. So I think, yes, they, they are, they aren't, they won't be, or it's going to be more difficult for them to dominate the postseason. That's what I want. Yeah. I'll put now, it that way. Now, Curry, to me, seems to be at the height of confidence in his game. Yes. And that's going to be very dangerous. Uh, at any point in the season, regular or post. Yep. Uh, my question will be for him if he gets knocked down a bit, not not literally, but just goes through those vicissitudes of the postseason, mm-hmm. the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Will that confidence remain? I think so, but that'll be one question. Right. Um, do you see them winning the whole thing? Yes. Yeah, I think just because of what we said, not only the Curry intangibles and and the other his other teammates and and all of that stuff that Pop said that's so true, but also again the team construction they're just this they're ready for this uh, iteration of the league. Yeah. So, so again, yeah, it's gonna again. Can you slow Curry down? Um, and slow them down and play kind of a slugfest like Cleveland did to them in the finals. Um, And even in some of the earlier rounds, we talked about that. Um, People forget Memphis did it to them as well, where you you have one of those perimeter guys that can give Curry a problem. Kind of like Russell Westbrook gave him a bit of a problem in that game, what is it, a week or two ago? Yes. Um, You know, can the Spurs put Kawhi Leonard on him and slow him down in the postseason, even though he he didn't happen in the regular season game? Um, You know, because we saw that last year. And when you slow them down, you have a shot at them. But, again, this year they're better. They're playing with the confidence of we won last year. Yeah. And, you know, if the Cavaliers make it through again to meet them, uh, hopefully Kyrie won't be injured. That's another that, element, yes. Yeah, and you know, like you're saying, everything in the postseason is different from what's going on in the regular. We, it's hard to translate uh, them meeting these uh, their their main opponents in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Translate that into what's going to happen in the postseason when they got to do a best out of seven, right? Series, yeah. Let's end it there. Okay. Any final thoughts before we say goodbye to the fellow connoisseurs? I have nothing outside of I am still working on this three-point stuff. Forget it. Just forget it. Let it go. I think the connoisseurs would agree. Yes, we all agree. Just let it go. You don't like it. Look, variety. Variety. Uh, Not that you don't like the three-point shot. It's just that you don't want to see it every shot. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Right. We'll leave it there. Okay. So, connoisseurs, keep watching. We will, and we'll check you next week. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at dailydynamic.com.